0: Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, But the
1: bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: A lot of people want to be a boss, but, you know, they don't get up. Yeah. They don't keep it moving or they get knocked down one time and it's a rat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's it's the persistence and the resilience and the the motivation and drive and the passion
1: hey what's up guys we're back with another episode of making the boss where i chat with lala and new tia Hari, a spiritual alchemist and founder of the conjure Whose business of selling spiritual candles and more has grown to become a twenty-five million-dollar empire in the last four and a half years alone. We chat about the fascinating yet often misunderstood lane of witchcraft and how she's built an incredibly successful business in the space in such a short time with her gift. Listen here, Lala and Utiahari. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's pretty. What does that mean? Thank you. Lala
0: is just short for my first name. And then Anuti is high or tall. um, And Ahari is spirit. Okay. It means spirit and Garifuna.
1: Perfect. Yeah, that's really pretty. Thank you. Okay, so we can kick things off. Um, So before we even like get down, because I do want to talk all about like your business, how you grew it to be the empire it is today. Mm -hmm. But um, can you first off just introduce yourself and explain exactly it is that you do?
0: Okay, I am Lala Nuti Ahari. I am the founder of The Conjure, Ahari TV, The Conjure Family. Um, I am a spiritual alchemist, a spiritual coach, and um, a businesswoman. Mm-hmm.
1: So exactly what is The Conjure? Can you describe exactly what your business entails?
0: So many things. So many <laughs> things. The Conjure is a place where you can come and learn everything you need to know, practice everything you want to practice, everything spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, if it has something to do with spiritual, um, growth, or, or if you're just looking for a way to manifest, uh, I have a academy for that. I have okay. the products for that. I have, I mean, the main, the main seller for the conjurer obviously is the candles is my spiritual work put into the candles. Um, we have oils to body souffles, waters, Pretty if I can bless it. It's probably at the conjure. <laughs> yeah.
1: This is a lot because I did think it was just <laughs> candles. I didn't know it was like so many other products.
0: Yeah. So, it's...
1: um, yeah. So you basically grew your business to what is it worth now? Like twenty four million dollars?
0: Um, total revenue in the last four years is twenty
1: five million. Wow. In yeah. five years. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And well four. So... Well, we're going it'll be five years in January. Okay. That's amazing. So, how exactly did you do that? Like, what was your process for you know launching your business? Like the the whole process, step by step.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> I looking back at it, uh, I was in such a and I still am in such a tunnel vision. I just didn't stop. Mm-hmm. I knew what I wanted to do uh, when it came to the conjure and the energy I wanted to give. And what I, how I wanted it to help people. And mm-hmm. I just didn't stop. I, I think that if I would have stayed at seven products and get started with like seven or eight products, maybe 10 products, and um, I was doing it on my kitchen. And if I would have just stayed with that, I would have never grown to this amount. Mm-hmm. What grew the conjure is not just the spiritual backing and support you know, because I do practice what I preach,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, when it comes to honoring the spirits that I work with. Uh, but it also was my creativity. Mm. Um, what is it that people need? What is it that I can put out next? What is it that I can combine, you know, using spiritual alchemy to create certain energies to put in certain, um, candles. And, um, even my daughter does it now. She puts it in her bath salts, does it for her bath salts. Um, it's, I got really like that. I started being called the mad scientist of conjure (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I got really involved and really crazy with it. Mm -hmm. Um, Some things that you just, you just don't see anywhere else.
1: Yeah. Exactly. What do your products do for people? Like what are the different types? Because you said you had oils, candles, like how exactly do those help people? Okay, so well, let's
0: take the Halo candle for example. It is a candle for spiritual cleansing, and mm. most people are like, "Oh, this will get some negative energy away." You know, just light a candle, get the negative energy away, like it's a aromatherapy or something. And it really doesn't work that way. Um, for Halo, for example, it is a candle that will give you a spiritual purge, okay. and this can happen physically. I've had people crying. I've had people going to the bathroom. I've had people just being sleep. Like I can't, I just need a lot of, I don't know. I lit that candle and I was knocked out all day. Like, cause that's what you needed. Mm-hmm. So it kind of works with you individually. It's not a, a cookie cutter, you know, formula. It's yeah. it's really going to work for that person based on what that person needs. Okay. Uh, then I have a lot of candles and products for money and financial gain businesses, uh, Obviously, we have the category of love because people love that. Um, there's something I have for court. I mean, power. I have protection if if you feel like you need protection or which is honestly something I feel like everybody should should be doing um, is mm-hmm. protecting their energy, protecting themselves physically. Because mm-hmm. uh, we don't know what we don't know, right? Yeah. So, yeah so yeah it's it's a i i have over 300 products wow <laughs> i can't sit here and like i could run i could talk all day about them and, Yeah. And i don't even know if we have a lot enough time and and, <laughs> and just it's not just my products it's my conjure academy where i teach i went on a five-city tour and taught as well um i also have um you know, rites that I do for people, they're they are like group rites, but um, I, I do that for people who want my energy direct, directly involved with theirs. I'll do group rituals that way. Um, I don't do those as often because I am busy, but um, mm-hmm. when I can come up, come up with one, I, I'll put it out there every now and then. Mm-hmm.
1: So how exactly do you give specific products their power? Like, would you say that you have a certain power? Do you consider yourself? Because I saw, I think it was Essence, they called you the rich witch. Do you <laughs> consider yourself to be a witch?
0: I don't like to, only because I don't like to be put in a box. Okay. Um, Just like, you know, like if you go to The Conjuring, you ever see the products, you see that there's different pantheons of, um, you know, energies that I work with. So I don't just like, for example, I I know the the users or the people listening won't be able to see this, but this is a a choir of candles or excuse Mm -hmm. me, a choir of angels called the virtues angels. And they're an actual real choir, a group of angels that you can use for certain things. So from angelic um, energies to, um, working with the Loa to working with different gods from different pantheons, it's an it's alchemy to me. So I won't say how I put it in, in my products, yeah. mm-hmm. but everybody knows that, you know, I work with many different um, entities and spiritual um, beings, all good, all positive, all prosperous. Um, I don't really like to work with anything, you know, lower level. There's a method. There's Mm -hmm. a a way to attach what I work with to the energy of the candle Mm -hmm. or the oil or the water. You know, I mean, just think about it. If you can go into a church, a Catholic church, and they have blessed water, Mm -hmm. right? And holy water, right? They're doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's possible. Yeah. I've just learned a way to do it on a much bigger scale and with many different energies.
1: Yeah. Okay. Have you always been spiritual like this or was it something that you've developed over the years?
0: I think I've developed more over the years, but I've always been spiritual. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I have a Christian background and a spiritual background from each side of my, my from my mom and my dad's side. And so I, I had the discipline and I had the structure, but I also, I wanted the freedom. Mm-hmm. And spirituality gives me that. It gives me both.
1: Mm -hmm. Have you ever felt conflicted considering that you had, you know, your background with both? Or did you always feel more connected to one side, like the spiritual side more than the religious?
0: I would say spiritual side more than religious. Because Mm -hmm. religious doesn't mean only Christianity. It means rules. It means... Um, confinement it means control to me. Yeah. So I can believe in the deities of these religions, and I can mm-hmm. even work with the deities of these religions, but not so much the control and conquer part of religion.
1: Right, like the structure. It, right. Yeah.
0: Okay. And the judgment. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, can you explain what Hoodoo is? Hoodoo is the
0: practice of, um, I w- I won't say it's a it it has anything to really do with um the spirituality that I was speaking with before, but hoodoo is using herbs, um, oils, um, rope, really anything that you can um work with that has energy mm-hmm. to work for you. So, for example, um. No, that'll be a bad example. <laughs> but I'll use it anyway. I want to scare <laughs> yeah, anybody. <laughs> um, a, a lot of practitioners to get someone to stop slandering them
1: mm-hmm.
0: will use um the tongue of a cow okay. or the tongue of a pig because it represents the mouth and okay. speaking. That's hoodoo, and okay. they will do whatever they want to do with that to get somebody to you know stop slandering them or stop talking about them, right? Um. And that's using that energy of the tongue. Mm
1: -hmm. Is that is that the same as voodoo? No, it's not.
0: Voodoo is using materials and herbs and you know things like that and anything that you can use to to make what you need to manifest. Voodoo is a completely different thing. That is a practice of of honoring the law. Voodoo comes with a pantheon of of spirits to mm-hmm. to honor, oh, completely okay. different. Okay,
1: um. So, have you sold any of your candles or any other merch to any public figures or celebrities that all, we know? All the time, all the time. Okay, can you name
0: some? I cannot, <laughs> but it's not because they're celebrities. I could. I wouldn't tell you the person down the street who's mm-hmm. buying my candles either, because of the nature of this business. Everybody's um, privacy is um, protected, mm-hmm. whether you working at McDonald's or whether you are a politician, athlete, yeah. whatever. Anyone. Yeah.
1: OK, so have there been any I'm sure there has been, but any success stories like people who buy your candles for money, for example, do they instantly, you know, start. Getting money, like how, have you noticed any changes significantly in people's lives from your candles? Over the
0: <laughs> tens of thousands. Yeah. Yeah, seriously, all over the world. Um, My return client rate is like 85%. And wow. that's, that's not just one time. I have people who have purchased, excuse me, I have people who have purchased from me 40, 50, 60, over 100 times.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and these are can this is not just like five or six, ten people, these are like thousands of people that continue to come back. So to me, that's a success story is it's mm-hmm. working for them. They are loving it and they're staying and they're ordering and they're growing. Um I have made millionaires. I have made people's oh. businesses, you know, grow. I have had people who have come to me and said, I was living out of my car and you changed my life, you know, and that's just And, and I put it, it's on my Instagram page. It's, I have a post that's pinned to the top that says, do my candles work? Just as simple as that. And you can go under there and see for yourself the thousands of people who post from their own experiences themselves. Wow. Real reviews. Wow. 100%.
1: So how did you first get into this lane? Like what was the motivation to start?
0: Well, it didn't start with the candles. It actually started with doing personal work for people. Um I I started practicing on people at work <laughs> and w- with with their permission. Mm-hmm. I was spelling an oil and I was putting that oil in a bath salt and I was giving them the bath salt to bathe in. Mm-hmm. Um and I had a girl get engaged. Then she got.
1: If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your
0: McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long
1: drive. At participating McDonald's.
0: Married. I had some people get some exes back. Um, (laughs) Some people didn't want their exes back, but they were coming back.
1: Um they keep them away.
0: Yeah. Like, wait, what is this doing? (laughs) Like Um, repel (laughs) it. Um, so I started there and then I you know, then I started doing other things like financial work. And when I realized that more people need to see this and know about this, because in my world, I was in the banking industry, wasn't I didn't there wasn't anybody around me that was could teach me this there wasn't anybody around me I can even talk to Mm
1: -hmm. about
0: what I was doing and what I wanted to do. So I went online, I went on Instagram Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and Conjured Hoodoo was born and um, it exploded. It went huge and it gave me so much comfort to know too that This is being supported, not just by people, but this is being supported by God. This is being supported by something bigger. There is something bigger here. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I knew that. And um, from there, that was like 2018, 2019, January, 2019, um, I started The Conjure. And that was because people were asking Um, Lala used to do candles and there were some people on Instagram that were already doing candles at the time, but I honestly, I felt like all their stuff looked the same. And I just, I'm, I'm a creator by nature, um, from my house to like, I'm, I'm just, I love to be creative and I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Um, I didn't want to be like everybody else. So I created a brand that did not look like everybody else's and was nothing like everybody else's and it continued to grow. I continue to pour the love into it. And um, here we are 300 products later Mm -hmm. and, you know, millions later. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, that's amazing because, of course, I feel like everyone wants to, you know, enhance their life in some type of way or maybe Mm -hmm. multiple ways. Why do you think it is so hard For people to do that, Um, because I know you also have your academy where you, you know, teach people, you know, how to better themselves, too. Why do you think it's so hard for people to, you know, find something that can enhance their lives? Because it seems like your company is doing so well because they need that extra help. Like maybe they don't know where to start.
0: That's exactly what it is. It's knowledge. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: it's also fear. People do fear. Um, what they don't understand. And then it's also the fact that they've been taught that this is evil, that this is wrong, that something is wrong with it. And honestly, I think we're all creators and we're all here with the ability to manifest, um, Mm -hmm you have people who talk about manifesting all the time right you have people who talk about the law of attraction stay positive and good vibes only and all you know the whole trendy part of manif- manifestation but mm-hmm. you don't really have the real energy of really really actually getting what you want and and showing people how to do that and I ain't gonna lie. Like, I'm pretty sure there's people out there too, who have tried this, where they have read books and they've tried to do certain things. And, and it's like, I, it's not working for me. And, you know, try spirit. Cause when mm-hmm. people talk about the conjure, this is spirits business. Mm-hmm. It is because it, it, and I mean, the amount of growth and with this, such a short amount of time, it's clearly something else driving <laughs> yeah. this business, you know? So, yeah, and and supporting it, I, I just think that people just need the knowledge, though.
1: Yeah. Do you use your own um, candles yourself to help get more, you know, money? Like,
0: yeah, all the time. Like, yeah. <laughs> all, the time. Yeah. all the time. If I'm, whether it it's a opportunity or um, whatever it is to help me be creative, um, I will pace the floor of my living room like for hours, just thinking. And talking mm-hmm. and thinking and talking until I come up with something that I feel like is what people need.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, so I use definitely big on my creativity. I have a creativity candle called Muse.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I have a clarity candle. That's important. Um, so I, I do the work on myself. I'm, right. I'm like my biggest fan. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you're so creative. Like, how did you even get into mortgage banking in the first <laughs> place? Because that's like a big, you know, yes. opposite thing.
0: <laughs> very boring. Very boring. <laughs> Looking
1: at files like this thick. <laughs> yeah, about mortgages. Like, how yeah. did that even happen? <laughs> my mother.
0: My mother, um, she was in it for decades. And um, after I had my my daughter, area, my last daughter, Aria, um, she said, you're coming you come in here, you come, let me get you a job. You're going to come work here. So I went to work with her. Um, she had a higher level position and then I grew in that, um, really fast to the point where I was making more than my mom and was able to bring my mom to where I was at. Um, yeah. And completely changed the direction of her career, um, for the better. So, I don't know. I kind of, if I get my, my mind and my hand on something, I can usually, you know, I try to master it. Right. And, um, spirituality is like, it's just endless. Mm -hmm. It's so many different energies you can work with so many. It's, I love it because it's, I'm always learning. Right. Right.
1: I love that. So what was your title exactly? Were you a a mortgage banker?
0: No, no, I was a senior underwriter.
1: Oh okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um yeah, 17 years I I was working for Wall Street Investors. I oh, wow. worked for one of the biggest Wall Street Investors. Um and I used to travel all over the place. They used to send me to to different mortgage companies to audit. Yeah, it was a different position than your standard like mortgage underwriter or banker or something.
1: Yeah. So, why was why did the switch happen? Were you just unhappy? In that cur- in that profession, and you wanted to, like you said, get freedom.
0: Yeah, I was unhappy.
1: Yeah, <laughs> my daughters <laughs>
0: were getting older. I think that's what it was. I I started with that, and I said, you know what? I started. I, I got successful um, right away in the bank in the mortgage industry, and I just I was in a tunnel vision. I have the tendency to do that, mm-hmm. and I knew I wanted to raise my kids well and great, and um and nice homes and do things with my kids and I didn't stop I didn't let anything stop me and you know we there were some ups and downs because the industry crashed around 2007 and 8 where we had that big Mm -hmm. crash yeah um so that that happened but um outside of that it was it, it was the money was the motivation in that and then as my kids got older and they started going to college and leaving the house I was like, okay, what, uh, what do I, what do I have to, I had to start remembering things that I enjoyed doing that weren't part of being a mom, you know, I trained my daughters and track and I I was very involved and I went to Damballa um, and I said, this is not it. I'm not happy. And I I just, I want to be happy, you know, Mm -hmm. but also don't want to, to lose my income <laughs> yes yeah. so, you know so help we'll need me the money, but right yeah. and um slowly but surely things just started opening up more and more for me spiritually and my eyes started opening more and more spiritually and it it happened and and I'm here and honestly this is I feel like this is still just the beginning mm-hmm
1: yeah, that's cool. I was going to ask you, did you look into your sp- spirituality on your transition out and you just answered that. So that makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. Um, were any skills that you learned in that field helpful at all in your new, you know, life and position and role? <laughs> in banking?
0: Well, um, yeah, because um, in one of the, the the companies that I worked for um, on the way out, um, I was training, I was mentoring, I was leading and I, you know, I got to learn how to, you know, how people departmentalize and um, delegated and things like that. And that everybody's position played a position that helped the whole, you know, structure of the business. Right. Mm -hmm. So um, when it came to um, the conjure exploding and we were like 6,000 orders in, unfulfilled orders yeah, (laughs) and I was panicking. I had to learn how to give it over to somebody else. Mm -hmm. I had to learn to, you know, departmentalize and put, you know, this person does payroll. This person does customer service. This person does fulfillment. This person, you know, does whatever. It, It just, it helped me, um, learn the structure of business and how to make it successful. Yes. Yeah. I, I did pay attention to that. And I also learned a lot of credit stuff. Um because oh, yeah. you know, I looked at credit a lot. So I learned a lot of tricks that people don't um wanna tell.
1: Oh yeah. That's super cool. Yeah. So that definitely helped you in your business too because <laughs> um so I'm actually a realtor also on the side here in LA. So I know people in mortgage and they, you know, try and give me like, you know, credit advice and all that good <laughs> stuff. So that's definitely <laughs> You yes. can take that with any business you have, you know. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I had all my daughters
0: on my credit cards when they were in high school. So, uh-huh. they graduated with 700 credit scores.
1: That's that was, amazing. <laughs>
0: they can have they can have the card. I had the card. I wouldn't give it to them. <laughs> but but I did that to grow their credit. So when they went off to college, they would already have that.
1: Yeah. And they they work in your um business as well, right? Well, yeah. They actually branched off to their own Okay, like the and, same um, yes lane.
0: Yep, um, Christina oh, cool. does her rituals, and um, Kayla does soap part. She actually does cleansings, healings, and her ceremonies, and she also does
1: the bath salt. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah. So, how important is on um, was generational wealth? Um, to um, establish that for your daughters because, you know, you said you put them on your credit. um, They have Mm -hmm. their own businesses. You seem to definitely had like a foresight to set them up, you know?
0: Yeah. um, I guess for me, it's almost like whatever I experience, I want to teach them. Mm -hmm. Like I'll go to, I go on vacation to a country or something. I'm like, dang, the girls got to see this, and I want to send them there. You know, just because I experienced it, I want them to. So everything I yeah. learn, I try to teach them, and it is important um, because they remember the hustle and bustle for me. They remember me having to travel and go. You know, I used to travel for five years of of that 17 year career. I would travel and I would leave on Sunday come back on Friday, leave on Sunday, come back on Friday, leave on Sunday again, come back. Wow. Like that was my, for five years. Wow. And, you know, but the money was made. I was, you know, well in the six figures and it was mm-hmm. a way for me to provide for my kids. Um, mm-hmm. It was a sacrifice because then after that I didn't have to travel anymore and I could, you know, get whatever I needed here in Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. But they know how important hard work is to yeah. me. So yeah. they don't play play with it. Yeah, I
1: love that. So there are a lot of critics um, who, I wouldn't even say critics, well, yeah, critics, but then there are a lot of people who are afraid of this lane. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think it's something that they should be afraid of? Or do you think more people should um, be more welcoming to it?
0: I think in this day and age, I mean, we are, people are welcoming almost anything at this point. Yeah. So there's so much, so many open minds now, right? Than there was 20 years ago. Right. And um, honestly, I don't even feel like the conjure would, there'd be a place for the conjure 20 years ago because of mm-hmm. how close-minded everybody was. But um, I think that they should be open to it, but I know that some people aren't. Um, I've been in, like we've been in our own lane and news feeds and and stuff on Instagram. So most of my Instagram, my feed is most spirituality, right? Mm. And I've been kind of stuck in that lane for all these years. So when we did the show, um, Rich Witches of Atlanta, and then I put it on my website and I aired it, um, it got attention um, on the neighborhood talk. And that is actually when I stepped out of my comfort zone, my, you know, what I'm familiar with to see, oh, the other part of the world.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I got to see how they just were scared of it. They condemned it. It was so, it was over, I think it was like 5,000 comments.
1: Wow. Um,
0: negative comments? Yeah, they were not negative because I had my followers on there too, you know. Okay. But, um, and there were some people who were on there that was with it, but it, it just shocked me to see that wow people really don't want the help and, mm-hmm. and and that's all it is that's all it is is help
1: right
0: it's not it's not a it's, it's not a tool it's not an abracadabra right away you know it's help yeah. it's spiritual growth and and I tell people that if you understood that if you just took care of your spiritual self first, your mental, your physical and emotional health will all fall in place
1: yeah
0: it's spirit first, and right. we we do we take care of everything else but our spiritual health first mm-hmm.
1: That's you know true.
0: yeah, so it's just a matter of of knowledge and for people to understand um that it's not here to hurt you it's it's okay. and I have a lot of Christians that come to me too, so you can still be Christian and light a candle. It's okay. <laughs> Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing
1: some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light <laughs> Christians like candles too, <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah, okay, so I was gonna ask you, you know, there's a lot of people who claim to have special gifts, but they're you know actually like frauds, and they just you know, they're after people's money. What do you think about people like that who put? I guess a bad a bad image or give your company a bad look because they're not genuine. Yeah. You know?
0: Absolutely. I have a lot of impersonators
1: mm. on Instagram.
0: A wow. lot. Um okay. I even had someone try to remove them, they remove them, they pop back up. Um That's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot too. And it is crazy because I hate when somebody comes to me and they're saying, Lala, um, I sent I cash app you and I'm like, I don't um, take cash app as a payment.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, if you're
0: not buying on the Conjure.com on my website, I don't get your, I don't see your money. I don't do, I don't doing any of that.
1: Yeah, um,
0: everything about the conjures is is completely legit, down to right. my tax returns. I don't play, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't like it. But there's polarity, right? Mm-hmm, so if right. one thing exists, the other has to too. Right, and it sucks, but it, it, and it, I mean, when I realize that there are people who like, for example, have skincare products online, they're, they have impersonators, right? There are people who just sell hair. They have impersonators. Mm-hmm. They're not doing it just to the spiritual community They're doing it to everybody. Yeah. The only thing is the spiritual community, it it, it hits us the hardest because people already think that
1: of us. Right. That just makes it more harder for you. It makes it harder. It does. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I get that. So witchcraft, um, well, I guess witchcraft, like what you do, it's a billion dollar industry, which I didn't even know. Mm -hmm. So where do you see your company in the next like five to 10 years? What's your five to 10 year plan?
0: Five to 10 year plan, um, definitely television, television. Mm-hmm. um 10 year plan would be a household name mm. um and more ways more creative ways to help people manifest um i'm an aries stellium i don't know if you know what that means but yeah. that means i am an aries sun venus and mercury that means that's how i think that's how i love and that's who i am right um i love things to happen fast <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) So part of my practice is learning how to implement this kind of change fast, Mm -hmm. because that's really what people want too. Yeah, you know, Um, and that's also why I've been successful, because my work does happen fast. So just learning different ways to bring um, spirituality to the forefront, um, helping people understand not to be afraid of it. I have television commercials about to air any minute now. Oh cool yeah thank you and um it is it's it's just taking everything to a bigger level um mm-hmm. uh, people can talk about the money I've made, but a lot of that what they don't understand went right back into the conjure I right pour back into my business
1: mm-hmm.
0: so um so it can grow,
1: yeah. So as a businesswoman, what are some hurdles that you faced over the years um, as you grew your business for the, you know, aspiring entrepreneurs who are listening and how did you overcome them?
0: The growth was yeah. one of the biggest hurdles, to be honest. I know people are like, that's a good problem to have. And it is, but it's not when you weren't prepared for it. Yeah. So, and I wasn't prepared for it. and i had to listen excuse me i had to listen to my customers so my advice would be to pay attention um look at your growth look at what it is that you need to to do anything else anybody else you, you need to bring on and i highly recommend do not try to do it all by yourself mhm if you try to do it all by yourself and you don't delegate you don't let nobody help you you don't let nobody in you don't departmentalize that that is going ruin everything and mm-hmm. um, you can't focus on the growth it's just like um, telling somebody who's like for example a single mom with three kids and she's working hire a nanny or hire a, a housekeeper yeah. let somebody take some of this stuff off your plate so you could focus on being great yeah because the creativity is here if I'm everywhere doing everything administratively productively everything else I can't focus on the creativity and grow on the brand
1: mm-hmm.
0: so um Delegating and listening to your customers for sure.
1: What are three skills that is vital to have, you know, growing a business in today's, you know, business world?
0: Um, passion. Mm-hmm. Passion, because that is what is going to help you. Um, When things get tough, you have to remember why you started. Mm-hmm. And that's the passion that you have in it and what you, why you're doing what you're doing in the first place. Right. So you definitely have to have the passion. Uh, you have to be consistent. Uh, there's, there's, it's easy to just procrastinate. It's yeah. easy to just lay around and say, I'll do it tomorrow. You have to get started. You have to be consistent in everything that you do. You have to stay consistent and then, um, to be authentic Mm-hmm. Or three, excuse me, it's three. Be authentic um, because people see that, you know, and if you're living your truth, they're going to trust that. Yeah. So don't worry about the trends. And this is specifically, too, for the spiritual community. I don't I don't go by trends. Um, I'm not going to sit here in a head wrap in waist beads and that's not <laughs> what I do every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't have time to... Do I don't have time to? I just don't have
1: time to do that. I think that um, just, that makes you look more authentic because you know people who do that. I feel like it's more performative and for show. Correct, exactly.
0: Yeah. It is. Um, it's trendy. It's because it's trending, and you know they want to look the part.
1: Right. Um,
0: I, I just be authentic. Be authentic with who you are, and um, I think that the people that you're meant to touch will come to
1: you. Hmm. And what keeps you going on really tough days? I would say I I
0: have a feeling in the back of my head that people are waiting on me, mm. you know, like, no, people are waiting on you. They're counting on you. You know, I just had a, um a magazine cover reveal yesterday and someone po- actually a few people posted and um, DM me and said, you know, when you win, we all win Lala. La. Like, Oh wow! And that's that was big to me. That Mm -hmm. meant a lot to me because that's how I feel. So I can't let down. You know, I mean, that that sounds like a lot to carry. But that's the position. That's how I've set myself up in this position to to help. So um, and to be a voice for Mm -hmm. people who are afraid to come out that broom closet. Right. You know,
1: yeah. Okay, and my last question to you would be, what is your definition of a boss?
0: Of a boss? <laughs> <Goodness>. <laughs> How long do we have? Um, <laughs> I I would say someone true to themselves, unapologetically, mm-hmm. and someone with um, high integrity mm-hmm. and... Honest. Mm-hmm. Somebody that is consistent in their daily routines. Um, When they want something, they go for it, they get it, no matter how long it takes them. Mm-hmm. And somebody who doesn't give up. You can take all of those things and, and to me that would be a boss. I feel like um, a lot of people want to be a boss but you know, they don't get up. Yeah. They don't keep it moving or they get knocked down one time and it's a wrap.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, it's it's the persistence and the resilience and the, the motivation and drive and the passion. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I can talk all day about <laughs> that, but...
1: <laughs> no, it's fine. I love it. But yeah, no, I do feel like um, a lot of people... They, they are themselves their own, I guess, obstacle and they hold themselves back. So I love that you're basically saying, you know, it's really up to you to keep going. Right. Cause I it was going to ask that too, because manifestation, I feel like a lot of people forget, like you still have to put in the work. You, you still have to do in. the
0: work. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If I didn't get up and if I wasn't pouring those candles in my kitchen or up till four o'clock in the morning, doing whatever I was doing. I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be here. If I don't walk them circles in my living room, trying to think of the next best thing, what I, What else can I create? What else do people need? I wouldn't be here. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it takes that. It takes that extra time that nobody sees. You know, right. they see the glitz and the glam, but they don't see the, see the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> and the work. <laughs> They're like, oh, she can manifest anything. Yeah. But I also work very hard. Yeah. To do it. Yeah. To make <laughs> yes. it happen.
1: Okay. Lala. Thank you. I really enjoyed talking to you. This was a, Fun, insightful <laughs> chat. I definitely learned a lot, for sure. My pleasure. My pleasure.
0: <laughs> Thank you for having me. I appreciate
1: this. No a lot. problem. Thank you. It means a lot. No problem. Okay. Talk soon. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Making the Boss. Trust me, there's a lot more where that came from, so be sure to keep it locked for more shows coming soon. But in the meantime, you can follow me on Twitter at Aisha Thorpe, And on IG at beauty underscore marked, that's M-A-R-K-E-D 92. Talk soon, my bosses and bosses in the making. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car
0: seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's.